Hey, Team Vineyard. Uh, this is your Team Vineyard podcast, helping you to love Jesus, grow together, and give back. And I'm Joel Patterson. I'll be the host this week as we continue the series where we are taking a peek into the heads of Christ followers. We all have different gifts, and it can be helpful to know how those gifts affect the way that we think as Christians. In previous episodes, we have looked at what's in the head of a teacher or an evangelist or missionary uh, and many others. And in this episode, we're going to try to answer the question, what's in the head of an artist? And I'm excited to be joined by two guests, uh, Tim Yerington and Liz Seguero. Uh, and in case everyone here does not know each other, uh, let's introduce. So, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Tim Yerington. I've been a graphic designer, art director, illustrator, painter, artist for over 30 years, I think, professionally. Yeah. Father of three daughters, married to Robin, my lovely bride better half keeps me in check yeah um earlier we were just talking about the uh people may have seen you do some art stuff on stage here mm-hmm. um what what uh, talk about that those were done at the behest of pastor steve uh during awaken events which were nights of worship uh the main thing was to pray beforehand. I'd get maybe a week or two notice and um, pray and seek the Lord what he would have me to paint. And the a lot of times God would give me something before I got up there on stage. There were times I got up there and didn't have anything. So it was a matter of trust, mm-hmm. really. And then I hate to call it prophetic, but sometimes it was prophetic because there were times I got on stage, I didn't have a clue. It was just during the worship. But once I got up there, I might do one painting and then not know what the other two were. But God was always faithful to show up uh, doing executing those paintings. And for one example was I um, did a painting of, I felt like the Lord speak to me and say, I want you to do, paint the bride of Christ. So I painted a bride. And then I felt like I was supposed to paint the actual, uh, in a script font, uh, a pure and spotless bride. And I had no clue other than I know Jesus was coming is coming back for a pure and spotless bride. But I didn't know how God was going to use that. And afterwards, I had three different women come up to me, and um, two of them were in tears and said God really spoke to them through that. So it was a matter of trust, and so that's really cool. It's really not about the art when you're painting that fast, you know, 10, 15 minutes to execute a painting, but it's more about what God wants to speak to a person through that painting, and you're not worried about perfection. You're just worried. You're not worried. That's a wrong word to use. You're trusting that the Holy Spirit will show up, and you're just hope to be a conduit. Sure. of his ministry to a person's heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and people can find those up in the prayer room if you're uh, at church here. All right. Thanks, Tim. How about Liz? Well, I'm Liz Silguero. Um, I have four kids, uh, married to Eric. Um, busy lifestyle, but we love it. We love every minute of it. Um, I work at an elementary school, uh, so I'm constantly... Um, getting to do crafty things and artsy things through teaching and finding different ways to help different students through things. And um, so, yeah, that's really cool. I've been an artist since I can remember. 
always trying new things. I think sometimes that's cool. Sometimes it's uh, kind of a struggle because you find all these different things and you're like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. And then you go and you do it. And I personally, I find myself back at what I love and what I'm best at. And so I'm like, hmm, maybe I should just stay doing this. But <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we'll jump in again. It's what's in the head of an artist. Um, and uh, when did you guys first realize you had some artistic giftings? I think for most artists, including me, I discovered it at what kindergarten, first grade. I started copying Peanuts by Charles Schulz. Yeah. You know, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, copying those. And people said, hey, other kids and teachers said, hey, wow, that's great. You can do that. And, and of course, I was always drawing out of my imagination war you know being a boy i was drawing you know tanks and <laughs> war scenes and dinosaurs and things of that nature and just using my imagination and i think that's one of the key is to keep that childlikeness alive as you get older as an adult mm-hmm. how about you liz yeah uh for sure just the you said drawing peanuts and i was i want to say it had to have been under five because it was my childhood home and i made a tent Um, over an old table and chair and I had a Winnie the Pooh comforter and I just laid there and I was like oh okay I'm gonna draw this so I drew Winnie the Pooh and I came out to show my mom and she said you did not draw that and at first I was like what do you mean and then I she was in shock not you know you realize that and so I think it's you know your teacher's reactions or somebody else's reactions and you're like whoa okay maybe I can do this and I started tracing uh, coloring books pages like that and I would trace them and I would color them till eventually I had enough confidence just to draw them um, but yeah I, I can relate to the drawing comics and things like that yeah yeah for, for me I would say I was probably a late bloomer um, I somehow ended up in an art class as a freshman in high school and from there I'm like oh I, I'm actually decent at this <laughs> uh, which was a new thing for me um, and so it's been since freshman year of high school that I've started dabbling into the artistic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Do you remember what you were doing? Like what was the class about? It was just the basic um, uh, 2D drawing and painting kind of class. Mm-hmm. I remember um, probably doing like a still life with pencils and, and all that and getting the different tones and things like that. And my parents probably still have it in their house. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so being encouraged by teachers from then on has been helpful Mm -hmm. in that process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's everything, that encouragement. I I don't know what I would have done had I not had that encouragement from art teachers through the Mm -hmm. years that were faithful to call out the giftings they saw in me. You know, you're a kid. You don't know any different. You just think this is what I do. Is it any good? And I think a key is just doing it. I love the Andy Warhol quote, which was make art and make some more art. And whether it's good or bad, let let everyone else worry about that. And while they're doing that, make even more art. (laughs) Yeah. Which I love that quote. It's just great. Yeah. do you guys have an artistic process? Mm-hmm. I would say that I do. I uh, Here, I'll give you an example. It's easier to explain. Yeah. Uh, just last week, I was eating breakfast. I had half a grapefruit and uh, oatmeal. And while I was eating my oatmeal, the sun was starting to come in. 
and I'm looking at that grapefruit and there's all these like lines and reflections and I'm whoa <laughs> like God created this beauty in this little piece of fruit and so I snapped a picture of it and this is what I commonly do I see something and with all the details in it, I take a picture and then I put it on my iPad and I use it as a light board and I draw off of that. And then I either pencil it, color pencil it, watercolor, which is my favorite, and go off of that picture because I'm a time person. I'm not gonna have that piece of grapefruit for days. Right. So I take the picture. Um, but 99.9% .9 of the time, it's because I see something in something. I'm like, the details that God puts into every little thing and then I like I like going close up and zooming in and getting all those little details so and seeing patterns that reoccur throughout nature throughout mm -hmm. the the law of the physical world it's pretty amazing and how yeah. it applies spiritually too oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. Tim do you have a process uh well, it varies because, I mean, I have a background as a graphic designer and illustrator and, you know, you're always, well, always drilled into your head, you know, do thumbnail sketches, which are small, literally thumbnail size, very tiny, one, one by two inch, you know, tiny sketches to get as many thoughts out as quickly as possible and then, and then evaluate them. Don't let your inner critic talk and say that's no good that's a terrible design whatever you just do a bunch of ideas as quickly in a few minutes as possible then go back and reassess oh there's a good seed of an idea or a lot of times i'll do a lot of research and then just mull it over in my mind and be de hmm. designing it in my mind before i execute it and then by the time i go to execute it sit down whether it's a uh, a, an illustration done in Adobe Illustrator digitally or Photoshop or on Canvas, it's all pretty much designed and it's just a matter of execution after that. Is there, so you, you have the the professional side of this and then right. I'd say you probably do some hobby kind sure. of painting and stuff. Yeah. Um, is there a different process between the two of those? Well, you're always for, whether it's advertising or design, you're solving a, a, a visual communication problem. And then for your own art, whether it's a painting or, or whatever, you're trying to place what's inside, you know, whatever you want to say about a particular subject, whether it's beautiful or ugly or hideous or, or anything, you want to say something about it. The, the worst part, place to be when you're creating is not having anything to say about it because then what's the point of creating? So create, when we create, we partner with the Holy Spirit and having Jesus in our hearts and having his Holy Spirit live within us. You know, Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created. So we get to share and partner mm -hmm. with the creator of the universe who made everything we see and don't see. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and that's mind-blowing. Our finite minds, he's totally other than us you know he's totally so far above us and greater than us but he always has a plan uh everything is incredibly designed so if you look at, at the design of just nature you realize there's a designer behind it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a creator behind it there's a structure there's a plan there's a pattern even and god made beauty for beauty's sake or even even 
on a 14,000 foot mountain, there's flowers on that mountain that nobody but the animals see. Right. Maybe mm -hmm. some, a hiker sees once in a while, but that's beauty God put there and he sees it and he delights in it and he delights in us. And that's the great mm -hmm. thing about walking with Jesus mm -hmm. is that he delights in us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, in school on Friday, the kids had, um, it's like a little science class. Well, they just talked about snowflakes. And I didn't know this, but snowflakes obviously come from the sky. And to piggyback off of what you were saying, Tim, they start out as a particle of dust, which I didn't know that. They, I was thinking, you know, like a raindrop freezes. So a particle of dust, and as it comes down, the ice forms on it. And all, have you ever looked at a snowflake, like in a microscope? Like, it is incredible. It's beautiful to see everything that's on it. And it's from a dust into a beauty like that and something so little and so the fact that we get to find things like that and create them and share them with other people that may not have seen it any other way unless we drew it i think that's the close-up part and then what god created kind of like the rock into a diamond mm -hmm. kind of situation it's amazing yeah. and the amazing thing about that is that no two snowflakes are alike yes, yes. each one is individual Absolutely. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that's the kind of stuff that can inspire you to, like you said, the details of what you see in the grapefruit or the snowflake mm -hmm. um, or just the big picture stuff that you see with the mountains. And, hey, God created everything. Um, is there anything, uh, if you ever find yourself lacking inspiration that you routinely, oh, I know I can get inspiration here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a studio, um, so I do some decoration things too. So people order um, decorations for their homes, and a lot of times they'll send me an inspiration photo. And I use that same kind of process. Um, I'll go through on Pinterest or look up pictures, and I'll just swipe through them and look through them, and something will catch my eye, and then I'll start that up. But most of the time I get to put my artistic spin on things that somebody sends me and says hey I want this and they don't really know what they're looking for but they know what they're looking for that kind of thing and so I get to put that on there um, is your studio in your house it is Sorry. in I my house it's in my basement oh yeah yeah it's in my basement yeah my daughter helped me clean out the basement one day and we just turned it into a studio and my husband helped me build a table out of an old door that we had and I still use that table because I love it yeah, That's yeah, great. we turned it into something that I still use today. So I love it. But yeah, we just I look through things, I find things that spark that I have no idea that I'm going to use. And Bible time is a huge time that I spark my interest for like the whole week, sometimes a whole month. I'll read a verse and I write little notes down because a picture pops into my head of how um, how verses speak different to people and mine is I see like a blank whiteboard in my mind and then I kind of draw a picture out of it so it's like something's blank and so God's saying a, a word to me and it turns into a picture and so then a lot of times I'll sketch out what I see real quick or write down words and I'll turn that into something and that can last weeks on oh, that wow. little little hint that God gave me that's amazing mm -hmm. yeah to piggyback off of that I I do draw in my Bible every mm -hmm. day. I'm not sure how many years I've been doing it now, but I did 
obtain a, a journaling Bible. I had never thought of putting the two together before, and it's like been a wonderful discipline, you know, that I look forward to every day. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, and I never, almost never not do it. I do it's a daily thing because I have my Bible right on my kitchen table. So even before I eat breakfast, I partake of the, the bread of God, mm-hmm. the bread of life. You know, Jesus said he's the bread of life. So I partake of the word every day. I pray. I ask the Lord to speak to me through the word. And then I respond. Like Liz was saying, I respond mm-hmm. to that scripture or illustrate it. I might illustrate it. I might do a typography treatment in my Bible on that page, draw out the verse that he's speaking to me or highlighting, mm-hmm. or I might illustrate the actual scene. There's some spiritual things that are that are um, too surreal or obtuse that don't always you can't always illustrate it Mm -hmm. you know like the attitude of a person's heart you might not always be able to illustrate that but uh Mm -hmm. but i've been doing that now i've completed one full bible that i my plan is to do at least three and give one each to my daughters yeah absolutely so i'm halfway through my second bible now and uh it's been exciting it's i wouldn't trade it for the world because god's become more tangible to me uh and it's okay he's gifted me visually so it's okay to use my giftings and as a an offering back to him and it's really uh i do it as a very private personal thing you know i'm not like advertising oh i drew my bible today Mm -hmm. yay (laughs) but it's like (laughs) my very private thing but i'm pleased and honored to give those to my daughters and hopefully they'll treasure them when yeah. I leave this earth. Oh, they will, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah, you, you brought them in with you, and I was just thumbing through them, and it's incredible, the uh, diversity within it. Um, and it just wonders how how, uh, how can that impact your your daily walk. Like, reading is one thing, right? Um, but taking the time to then digest it and draw it and give additional thought to it Mm -hmm. and create a picture that you know uh, was picture paints a thousand words Mm -hmm. right like that's i I don't know a better way to to kind of digest what you're reading Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and it's all in there i mean there's there's beauty there's violence my wife will ask me why did you draw that that is so violent i'm like well I know it's in the Old Testament, and I'm not going to ignore it. It's in there. Yeah. You know, why did you draw that guy with a spike through his head? Well, it's in there. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've drawn uh, people. I've drawn landscapes that they talk about, or the scenery. I'll do a little research. Uh, I've drawn fruit, plants, trees, the created, the nature, the created things, animals, uh, mm. just. A little bit of everything, yeah. Is there, it's all there. Is there a... Uh, can you think back to before you started doing that in your relationship with, with Jesus or um, your, your Bible time type stuff mm-hmm. and kind of do a compare and contrast of then versus now? I think it's really helped bring, and I mean this literally and figuratively, a lot of color... Mm-hmm. to my life because before it was so cerebral you know it was just one side of my brain you know the the intellect oh I'm reading words on a page and and there of course were times that the word would come alive and jump off the page and burn within my heart but now it's 
it's connecting my, I think, my head and my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, that's how an artist sees everything in the world is through pictures, through shapes, through colors. And when you add that to the word, it just makes everything come to life. And I personally, I understand things better. And I can read something out of the Bible five times and get a different picture out of it. And that picture just really literally brings things to life for me. So I get that. And I back comparing was, were you afraid to draw in your Bible the first time? I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As I'm drawing oh, yeah. it now. I'm like. <laughs> Absolutely. It was like, I barely used to underline because I'm like, what? You know what? And it's, <laughs> yeah, getting over that fear of the blank page and, oh, this is God's word. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't draw in my Bible. Yep. You know what? God's more concerned about getting his word through you and into you yep. rather than you getting through his word. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he's not in a rush. Mm-hmm. You know, he's much more concerned about getting his word in us than us getting through his word. Like, oh, I read my Bible pages today or mm-hmm. I read X amount of pages. It's not about that. It's about mm-hmm. the love relationship. It's not about, oh, I was a good boy today or mm-hmm. you were a good girl. Mm-hmm. You read your Bible and prayed. Good for yeah. you. You know what? It's a relationship. It's that love relationship. And he's all about our identity in him, living as beloved sons and daughters of the Most High God. And that is what he's all about. And I think the enemy of our soul is really has children in today's youth really under attack for their identity. Sure. Lying to them all the time about their identity. No, mm-hmm. you're a son or daughter of God. And you just don't know it yet. You might not know him yet, but mm-hmm. you're on your way. And yep. if you're coming in across my path, I hope to make you <laughs> yep, <exactly. laughs> aware of it. Yep. Yeah. And so it's the um, God wants us to read his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so utilizing whatever you have to help digest that is probably a good thing, whether it's the drawing or the journaling or if if reading is your thing and that sticks, then then do that. If, if there's something else, then figure out how to make the word uh, best be absorbed by your your mind and your heart Mm -hmm. what better way to do that than worship him with the gift that he gave you exactly so yeah yeah um so with that uh outside of your bible time how does your your gifting influence your relationship with god Mm. oh that's deep that's a deep (laughs) one there's often times that i start a project and there's a voice inside me that says like you can't do this because you start a project a big project um and i get partially through it and and i stop because i just get so frustrated um and i forget the gift that i have because of christ and so it might take a couple days of me worshiping him in another way opening up that floodgate of faith that I have in Christ to get back to that project and do what I know God gave me the ability to do. Um, and then it comes out better than, <laughs> than I anticipated in the first place. Um, but I really have to lean on him. I've learned to lean on him and trust him um, fully um, through my art. 
because I know that I couldn't do it without him. And I know I did art before, but I can pull out those pieces um, from before I knew Christ. And it was a learning process, just the same. And all of a sudden I look at my pieces that I have now and I compare the two. And my art and my life have just bloomed, both of them. And my art, I think, now has more meaning to it and life to it. Um, even the pieces that aren't artistically perfect still have more life than pictures that I had before I knew Christ. So I credit him with all of it. Amen. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. you didn't do it perfect, right? The first yeah. time out. Practice. You practice the practice of art, mm-hmm. right? Because per- perfection, if you're a perfectionist, it leads to paralysis. Mm-hmm. And then you never do anything. And that's where the enemy of our souls yeah. would like to dwell. Mm-hmm. Not do anything. Just be frozen in fear and, you know, just yep. all bound up. But, boy, the liberty and freedom that comes with Jesus is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's It releases us. I, I used to think being an artist was a very selfish thing. Like, because you're, it's very solitary. Mm-hmm. You're in your studio by yourself or whatever. And I have a, I found that a lot of artists have a very strong serving gift or very compassionate or sensitive or, or feeling. So they want to serve people and know that they're, what they're doing makes a difference. And the enemy would like us to think that it doesn't make a difference, but it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's that, that paradox, you know, the way up is the way down. And, and to, to bless somebody, you're not just doing, yes, we do our art. For an audience of one, the Lord, then that He sees everything. But we're gifted to give that gift away, mm-hmm. to to share it with other people and bless other people, and whether it's a painting or design or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it's that creativity. And I want to dispel another uh, myth right now. Everyone has the gift of creativity. Yep. If you're an accountant. You know, at the end of the month, sometimes you have to get very creative with your numbers to find out (laughs) how to pay this bill, the incoming money and the outgoing. That's a creative act, whether you think it is or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we're created in the image of God and God created the heavens and the earth and he created us to be creative. And some of us just... uh, are creative in different ways. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all gifted with the gift of creativity. It just looks different for each mm-hmm. of us. Yep. And that's what we have to walk in, to walk it out. Say, Jesus, how do you want to mm-hmm. love people well through me today? Whatever that looks like. Is it serving them coffee? Is it preaching to them? Is it taking care of them in a hospital? As a nurse, my wife mm-hmm. is a nurse. It looks different for all of us. But, but are we doing what the Lord called us to it's being faithful to your giftings. And um, there's a scripture uh, that I wrote it down because I knew I would forget it. <laughs> um, it's in the book of Proverbs 22:29. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. It's a matter of being faithful mm. to your gift because your gift will will guide you sometimes and the the lord has given you that gift and it it never might never be seen by somebody but if you're faithful to it god will get you where you need to go Mm -hmm. yep and uh you 
Liz, you said about teaching kids, and I did that in, right here at Vineyard mm-hmm. K through fifth grade director. So I got to use that gifting, mm-hmm. and I never thought I would work with kids, but I did it for over twenty years. My wife worked with babies all the way up in the middle school and small group leader, and I would teach and paint while I taught, and it was all mm-hmm. part of that. Yeah, that's a big part of the dream that God, he's laid on me for the past couple of years and it's been in the works is, yes, my studio's in my basement right now, but one day the studio will be out of my house and it will be to teach other people. Um, I want to be able to teach other people what I know. And I, um, you know, I started life a, a little rocky. I, I was pregnant in high school. Um, the kids were before marriage and all that. And um, that was before I knew Christ. And when I came to Christ, he said, here's here's what we're going to do. And so I'm walking on that path. And the studio is, you know, to help people through that. Um, maybe they can't go to college. Maybe they started the way I did. And I dabbled in a lot of things with art. And it cost me a lot of money. To be an artist, it costs a lot. And I want to be able to let them try these things, let them go through classes with all sorts of different kind of things and maybe find their way through those without having to spend all that money. Um, at the same time of planting seeds in their in their hearts, if they're Christ followers or if they're not, um, I really just want to show people God's grace through art because it is, oh, it's such a beautiful thing and how they can grow through art. My favorite saying when people talk to me about art is, oh, you're so, you're so good at art. I couldn't draw a straight line. I said, well, good, because I don't draw straight lines. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to draw a straight line. You can draw whatever line you want. And yeah, so that dream is going on right now and it's coming through. And the kids at school, that's it's a big help. I get to, it's like a side practice. And I, I didn't even know it until I got in there and started doing it. And um, God gave me that to prepare me for what we're doing in the future. He's a good planner. Yeah, and how have you found that when people say, well, I can't draw, or I can't draw, I can only draw a stick figure. Mm-hmm. Well, you know why that is? Because a lot of adults draw, stop drawing when they're six, yeah. six mm-hmm. or seven, or they love drawing as a little child, and someone, someone somewhere along the way discouraged them and mm-hmm. said, that's terrible, was mm-hmm. a super heavy critic, you know, that doesn't look like that, or, you know, someone, yep. someone shut them down, or, or I have friends that wanted to be artists, but their parents shut them down, said you can't make a decent living yeah. at that. Well, you know what? When you're a, a little kid, I didn't know what a graphic designer was. <laughs> right. Did somebody? Yep. That's the beauty of it. I, I make a living. I've always made a living using the gifts and talents God's giving me. Uh, I've worked as a, a graphic designer uh, in advertising and um, for, and for two nonprofits. But I, but I was also, uh, I never thought I would end up in it. I was a package designer for nine years. That's a very specialized <laughs> thing, but I didn't study that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I learned it on the job, and the Lord gave me the ability to learn, like, how to engineer the packaging. It's like, I never studied that, but mm-hmm. it was something God placed inside, and I ended up doing that for nine years. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. You never know. Right. It's, just, it's an adventure. Yeah. Walking with Jesus is always an adventure. Mm-hmm. And I, you never know what's going to happen that day or how God's going to use you. It's just a matter of being obedient and, and participating, inviting him into your day and saying, Lord, how do you want to love people through me today? That's something I pray a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm um, not always successful at it. 
I get in the way. I I get oh, yeah. in the way. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, and I. <laughs> um, at the uh, so we have a vineyard school of ministry here, and there's a creative track in it. And one of the books that we go through in the creative track is the Artist and Soul. And what you were talking about there, Tim, um, there's uh, a section in that book by Erwin McManus, I believe. Um, basically, as hey, everyone is created and is creative and uh, as a, I mean, what kid do you see that doesn't like drawing or coloring mm-hmm. or doing something like that? Like that's all over my kitchen table at home is yep. yeah. drawings and drawings and drawings and drawings from our three kids. Yeah. Um, and but like you said, covered. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. And so uh, creativity's in all of us at one point or not. And what it looks like today is, could be different, but there's, there's something in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're about to uh, wrap this up, but before we go, um, you have two options. So you can either, uh, if you have a creative goal that you feel like God's given you, uh, and you want to share that, that's an option. The other option would be to, if there's any parting words or things that you didn't get a chance to share yet that you want to share with Team Vineyard. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, I touched on my goal, so... Yeah. Um, I, I will say a couple things. Um, I have my studio, and next to my studio, we just made room and space for my kids. And we, I don't care what gets on my floor. I don't care what gets on the walls in the basement. We've made a space where they can make a mess and they can flow. And um, I think we all have touched on how things get stopped. You, God wants us to live as children. And a lot of times I get stopped and I don't, if I see that, man, it breaks my heart. And if I have the authority or the space to say something, I really, I just want to encourage everyone to just let their kids be the creative kids that God wants them to be, no matter what it is. And their art may not be good. My son's is not the best right now, <laughs> but it's colors It's colors and paint, and he loves it. We love it. We hang it up all over our house. It's, our room is decorated by from his canvases of splashed paint, and my floor is more decorated than the canvas. But just let it flow. Let it go, and let them be kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have several things in the works i'm working on uh producing sticker packs like uh for people of all ages kids love them they're i sell them in orbit music store i sell them at tom's vintage toy store Uh, yeah i have uh prints that i'm working on i post almost daily to instant my instagram page uh like today was martin luther king jr uh, day and uh, I did a portrait of Martin Luther King with a quote for him and I posted that today but uh, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram it's just Tim Yarrington T-I-M-Y-E-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N and uh, there's a lot of stuff there uh, yeah a lot of stuff there and um, I'm in the process of building a, a page uh, to sell work yeah so mm-hmm. well, we'll have to get together I'm also make stickers so (laughs) we can help each other out with that Mm -hmm. connection nice yeah well there you go team vineyard um i hope that was helpful to you um and we look forward to seeing you this weekend thanks 